Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are, in fact, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So do us a favor, sign up to the YouTube channel by subscribing, hit the bell for notifications, comment, upvote, all of that good stuff. And if you want to take it a step further, if you just want to leave a tip for the show, join our subtext community. The link is down in the description as well. I'm here with Tom Vanderford for his weekly segment on Ole Miss Sports. And Tom, before we get started, Stephon Wynn, the transfer from Nebraska, has committed to Ole Miss. So that's two defensive line players that Ole Miss has gotten in a week. There's one more to go for this to be a truly dream week for what they could do on the defensive line. Because, I mean, we're going to talk about this. They needed help on the defensive line for depth. They they needed that issue. They didn't. They weren't looking for a JJ Pegues. They were looking for somebody like Stephon Wynn, a Kello Stone. That is what they needed. And linebacker, honestly, people are going to freak out when I say this. We're kind of good at linebacker, especially with Centarian coming in, and then defensive back wise with Deshaun Gaddy and the kid from Liberty and all that. We're in good shape. The defense is kind of coming to del- coming together pretty well, man. Oh, I completely agree. I've, I've been thrilled by our uh, secondary additions and defensive line. Like you said, you know, we probably need one more there. I would like another receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, kid from UTSA. You know, if if you know, he's an, an All American, so I'll take that. Yeah, I know he played. You know, at a at a g5 level but that doesn't bother me at all we've we've had good success with g5 kids coming in through the transfer portal yeah it's kind of funny that um trey harris on the other side is all conference usa um zakari franklin on the other side would be all conference usa it's like we've rated their all conference team yeah exactly Mm. exactly and football's football and, you know, if you can get open, you can get open. You run good routes. And I, I'll be completely happy with Franklin. I, I really wanted Keon Coleman. But, hey, you don't get everything in life. No. Yeah. And whenever you're, you know, going through this, people expect you to be devastated when you miss out on a kid. Why? Yeah, you know, why worry about that? There's, there's a top five list. Whenever you're not done, it's never a, hey, this is it. This is your last option. This is your last chance to loon. No, there's another name on the list that they can go to. The problem is, is if there was no other names on the list. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, um, changing the subject just a little bit before we come back to football. They're talking about a throw pack game at the Tad Pad. And I saw. Yeah, and I, my thought is they need to talk to Andy Kennedy about coming back. Then he needs to bring UAB. He needs to be on the sideline for that game. Andy Kennedy has had as many times as much use of the Tad Pad as anybody. Um, get Red Panda and the dog Frisbee catching dogs. Somebody talked about that on Twitter today. You know, Tad Smith's basically a convertible anyway. Hope it doesn't rain and and just have fun. That's that. Yeah, that. That's my opinion on this one. I am so fired up about the idea of this happening, and I do think Andy Kennedy needs to be the main course, the oh, main I, guy. I, I dream if we played UAB, hmm. uh, and 
I would, I think I saw you mention this, but others have mentioned it as well. I think the, uh, there ought to be a special, um, special way that we could bring Marshall Henderson in there too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He absolutely needs to be honored before the game or at halftime. Something's going on that Marshall Henderson needs to have his moment in that game more than any other game at, um, the pavilion, that game at the tad pad, the last, probably the last time they're playing in there might be a yearly thing, but who knows? Um, he gets he gets recognized, and and that just would just be great. It'd be really great if they could paint the floor up like it used to be painted. The blues that were just oh. the wrong, wrong color. You remember that, like Gerald Glass time when Ed Murphy and all that was here. Oh, oh yeah, all the all the chairs were you know different colors, and mm. you know it was it was wild. You know, I can remember going there. I, I'm dating myself, but when I was in high school. I went to a track meet there, and then we had to go sit in the gym. And that's the first thing I noticed was, you know, everything was, you know, all the chairs were different colors. and wasn't a whole lot of old Miss anything in there. And, but, yeah, that that, that would be kind of neat. Yeah, when it comes to the Tad Smith, the my, my number one memory that I go to, everybody might think of Marshall Henderson. The memory that I always come back to was um, Dick Vitale being in Tad Smith against Kentucky, Keith Carter, hitting a three somewhere towards the end of the game to kind of put it away and Ole Miss beating Kentucky and storming the court. And, you know, that that is probably the last time I stormed anything, but I did storm the court that day. And um, Ole Miss beating Kentucky and Rick Patino and, heck, it might have been like Jamal Mashburn or somebody. There's some dudes on that team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we're at 100 days – um, I guess yesterday was 100 days until football season. Tomorrow is going to be 99 or something like that. Uh, and it got me thinking, what are your expectations for Ole Miss this season? I'm not talking about wins and losses. We haven't gotten to that point of the year yet. But what are your expectations for this football team going into 2023? I want to see uh, progress every week. Um, of course, you know, our, our schedule is different. It's not as backloaded as as last year but it's still pretty darn tough and um i think we've got one of the top five or six schedules in the country actually but what i want to see is improvement every week i know that's kind of cliche but especially on defense i don't expect the defense to have their act together in week one uh, nor do they need to have their act together in week one but I want to see, I want to see them running to the football. I want to see them tackling with an attitude. Yeah, I want to see some land shark uh, mentality from our defense. And on our offense, I want to see us score lots of points, man. <laughs> you know, of course, you you got to look at it though, kind of funky. You know, you. If you score a lot of points, you could wear your defense out. I think that's where the depth's coming in with all these defensive linemen we're getting. <clears throat> I think that's part of the reason you need all the depth you can get. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to be pretty deep everywhere. But uh, I would like to see them limit turnovers. I want to I, – and I hate to echo uh, Bill Flowers, but – I want to see Jackson Dart throw a couple of skinny posts 
<laughs> you know, I would I want to see him utilize the middle a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and you don't. You have no idea, and Tom has no idea what today's show is about. Today is we did a deep dive on quarterbacks and Lane Kiffin's offense, going back to Chris Robeson at FAU and what he did in the middle of the field, and then we took, looked at what Matt Corral did both years in the middle of the field, and then we took Jackson and Spencer. So yeah, we've got a lot of the middle of the field on this show today. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> good, but yeah, I, I, I would like to see us be consistent on offense, uh, limit turnovers. Uh, I, 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 you know, I don't want to see any injuries on either side of the ball. Uh, I do feel like we're deeper on defense than we were last year and no, no bust on Chris Partridge, but I mean, I consistently see, you know, rankings where Pete Golding's one of the top 10 defensive coordinators in the country. So I expect him to do better with his staff and I expect the talent we have on defense to play better if we can just have 40th 50th ranked defense in the country and our offense performs like I think it will we could have a really special season yeah if what you just described you're just that's a 10 win team if the if the defense is 40 to 50 and the offense is explosive yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that's a heck of a team. That team's playing in the New York Six. Exactly. And, and we have the ability to. Now, we also have the ability to, you know, go six and six. But, uh, you know, I think six and six probably our floor. I think ten and two, nine and three, uh, our ceiling. But, yeah, we've, we've, we're going in the right direction. We've just got to uh, – Got to take time. Yeah. Got to take time. But I love, and I've mentioned this before, and and I'll mention it again. I, I love how Coach Kiffin treats this like NFL free agency. You know, you lose a guy, you get a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out in the portal, you find a kid. We'll get a receiver. Hopefully it's the kid from UTSA. It may, may be some kid I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he – you lose a guy, you get a guy. That's just how he works. Yeah, and the player, I think there's two transfers that we know about that Ole Miss is trying to get. The other one is today, Isaac Ukwu is supposed to announce between likely Ole Miss and Missouri. Um, he's a defensive end out of James Madison, which always makes me funny oh. because of – what's that? Yeah, I hope we get that kid. Have you seen his tape? Yeah, yeah, he he's legit. I- yeah, he's legit. Yeah, but it's always funny to me is that the person that wrote our Constitution, the nickname for the school name for him is the Dukes, which which is hilarious <laughs> to me. And, and I'll, I'll always have a good time with that. But, yeah, so Isaac Ukwu and also maybe Zachary Franklin we're talking about, a UTSA receiver. Yep. Those are two names that we should keep an eye on this weekend, this you know Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to see if something pops. If Ukul pops on Friday night, I'll probably do a video on it Saturday or Friday, you know, something, some some semblance of a reaction video to it. And as Zakari Franklin does the same thing, we will keep an eye on that as well because we're getting close to players reporting. There's video coming up like Centarian Perkins. He's ready to get to Oxford. He's a game changer. Um, and I, oh, but yeah. I, 
But I do caution everybody to remember that Patrick Willis, while he played as a true freshman, Rob Robertson started as a, when he was a true freshman. So that might be a similar deal with Suntarian as well, his first year on campus. So thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We are hoping for Jared Ivey. If we get Jared Ivey, we're going to get him out, and we're going to put him out at 7 in the morning. He has an elite skills camp, May 27th at North Gwinnett High School. Um, if you look on Twitter, he has it, um, I think, pinned on his profile. If you're looking to sign up, I think it's like 50 bucks or something like that. So check out that. That's the Jared Ivey Elite Skills Camp. So that should be pretty cool. Anyway, thank you very much, Tom, for stopping by today. And enjoy your weekend. And like I said, get what we talked about earlier. If it happens, get me a screenshot, please. You got it, buddy. All right. Take care, man. Hotty toddy.